Shalom everybody and Chodesh Tov. We are now continuing with Likut Alachot, section Orachayim, the laws of Birkat Oda'a, blessings of, of our giving thanks. Discourse number 6, based on Likut Emran Lesson 24. We're now in paragraph 18, where Avnosin now continues in the historical follow-up after Yitzchak. After stating the Yitzchak is Al Shem He's called Yitzchak because of the laughter and joy generated. And he, him being the first Jewish birth as the foundation of all the Jewish people and Yiddishkeit and in serving Hashem, the foundation point is you have to be happy. You need simcha in order to serve Hashem. It's not to wobble and to worry and to wail and to just be in a constant state of mourning as part of our Judaism. Judaism is uplifting. It's upbeat. It's happy. It's not a down religion. It's not a down connection, a down life, a down existence. Everything is happy. With that said, Rav Nossi now continues, which is amazingly the parsha of this week, parsha Todot, into now the difference between Yitzchak's next level in the sons, Yaakov and Esav. What's the difference between Yaakov and Esav? Both coming from Yitzchak, who was Simcha, but there had to be an excess, there had to be a psolit coming out of Yitzchak, and that came in the format of Esav. Because only Yaakov, we're going to see Rav Nossi points out, is the completion of Yitzchak. It's true, Yitzchak is the first born Jew, but it's still somewhat of a blemish because his father was not born a Jew. Avraham was a convert. Avraham became a Jew. So Yitzchak, on one hand, he himself is the first birth, but in a sense, because his father wasn't born into it, we need to go another generation to look for completion, being Yaakov, who's the son of someone born a Jew, a tzaddik, son of a tzaddik. That's why only Yaakov is considered complete. Yitzchak is the initial initiating of the birth of the foundation. He's the joy. But the complete joy we find in Yaakov. Look at Rav Nossin's words. Paragraph 18. This now, the idea of the struggle and the fight, the battle between joy and sadness is the whole war depicted in the Torah, the battle and the confrontation, the challenges, the difficulties going on between Yaakov and Esav. Ki ikar ha-simcha hi-bechinat kedushat Yaakov shayta mitato shlema. Because the essence of joy, even though Yitzchak is called laughter, but tzchok is still a prerequisite for true simcha. There's two words in Hebrew. There's a tzchok, which translates as laughter, and there's simcha. Simcha, it's amazing. Rav Shimshon Rafal Hirsch points out amazing insight. I never saw this before. But you know, in the Hebrew language, word, letters that have the same root of their articulation are connected. So, for example, zas sharatz. Zas sharatz are letters with the tongue. Zayin, you say with the tongue. Tzadik, resh, shin. Tzadik there, right? Zasharat. So the tzadik and shin or sin are from the same root of articulation and therefore you can borrow one from the other one to expound. So in this case, Rav Hirsch writes, Simcha is from the Lashon of Tzmicha. The, the sin or shin can interchange with the tzadik. You can borrow the tzadik to explain in another dimension in the meaning of the word simcha. So he says simcha is like the word tzmicha, to grow. Simcha is growth, a joy that allows you to advance in life. 
Tzchok is an initial, initial laughter. <laughs> and you're happy and you're expressing it with laughter. Okay, but Simcha is the Tzmicha, the growth now, the continuation. Yes, laughter is a representation, a, a, is, is, a, is a showing that there's Simcha, but it's not the actual representation of Simcha itself. We need the word Simcha to represent the true joy, not the laughter. Laughter is showing that there's Simcha behind it, but we want to get to the actual Simcha. So Yitzchak was called Tzchok, laughter, the initial stage. Simcha, you do find by Yaakov. Look what he says here. The essence of the joy, even though Yitzchak represents joy, but it's still the laughter of the joy. It's not the actual joy itself. It's a laughter showing that there's simcha, but it's not in itself yet. The essence, he says, of the simcha is found in the holiness of the essence of Yaakov and what he represented also. Yaakov also, being that there was no psolet, there was no dross in his offspring. His, all of his children, all of his 12 sons were all tzaddikim. He didn't have an Esav. He did not have a Yishmael like Avram Avinu did. He had complete 12 tzaddikim, the 12 tribes making up the Jewish nation till today. All of them pure, all of them holy, no one in Esav, no one went off, no one is representing evil. Yaakov had mitatoshlema because he represented complete simcha. So you see, even though Yitzchak was laughter, still from that laughter wasn't 100% solidified simcha yet. That's why there was room for an Esav to come out of Yitzchak. But Yaakov being simcha, the growth, it's smicha, the growth of the joy, the production, offspring, that's in Yaakov. His 12 children. That's why Rav Nosson points out the holiness of Yaakov is Simcha and his bed was complete. So Rav Nosson brings two verses from Tehillim Psalms to show the connection, the correlation between joy and Yaakov. And we, the Jewish people, we're not called Bnei Yitzchak, we're called Bnei Yisrael. The children of Israel. We're not called the children of Isaac because it's specifically Israel, Israel is the completion of the joy emanating from Yitzchak who's called laughter. That's the foundation, yes. But completion is the next generation in Yaakov. Okay? So this is Bechinat. Yagel, Yaakov, Yismach, Yisrael. Rav Nosen brings a proof from Psalms chapter 14, verse 7, which talks about in the future when we come back to, to Yerushalayim, to Tzion of Mashiach, then Yagel Yaakov, Jacob will like, be elated. Yagel, be like happy in a high high mood. Yismach Israel and Israel will rejoice. So it's like two terms. Yagel Yaakov Yismach Israel and, and our forefather Yaakov was both called ya- Yaakov and Israel. And it's known. Rav, Rav Rashi brings us down in the in the, so the commentaries bring down. That just as the Jewish people, us, we will have joy finally when Mashiach comes, so to our ancestors, in particular Yaakov Avinu, will have joy. So it's as if Rav Nosson is pointing out, that as if the verse is saying, because it's going out of its way to say the two names of Yaakov, Yagel, ya- Yaakov will rejoice, specifically Yaakov, our, our forefather, Yismach Israel, and Israel will be happy, specifically Israel. Himself, the tzaddik, our forefather called Yisrael, also us. We're also called the children of Jacob. We're also called the children of Israel. But it also has a repercussion on him. So the point that it says, Yagel Yaakov Yismach Yisrael, and not Yagel Yitzchak Yismach Yitzchak, shows that Simcha is most associated, complete joy is associated with our forefather Yaakov. 
Rav Nosen is not satisfied with this. He brings a second verse from Psalms chapter 149, verse 2. Yismach Yisrael Be'osav. You see that that's where the commentary says in this verse that also Yisrael, our forefather, will ha- be happy. But the, the simple translation is that Yismach Yisrael, the Jewish people, will be happy Be'osav with the way Hashem formed them. The way Hashem created them, they're happy with them. In our context, that Israel, who's Yaakov, also will be happy. But Osav, there's an amazing insight here. Osav is like Esav. That even with the fight and battle of Esav, Israel will win and be happy. The, the winning of Esav is with Simcha. That's why it says, Yismach Yisrael Be'osav. With his challenges of Esav, who was called Esav because of Asiya. He was made, formed already as a full-grown man when he was born, fully with hair, with full hair like an older, older man. So he's Asui, he's the representative of Asiya, this world. That was the whole idea of Esav. That's why we're going to go into a bit of Esav a little here. Yisrael, nonetheless, Yismach Yisrael, Israel is happy over Esav, over Osav also. Osav means Hashem who shaped him, that's the Pshat. But in our context also can mean Esav. The Esav who Edom, and Esav represents his offspring, who the fourth exile that we are presently in is named after. Edom, Rome. We are in the Roman exile, the fourth exile, Rome, Edom, being a descendant of Esav. Shemimenu kolagaliyot. Since Esav represents his offspring, Edom, Edom represents Esav. So it goes to say that from Esav come, comes all of our exiles, like we are presently in right now. So now Esav, who's Edom, that from him come all the exiles that we're in. All the exiles, because the fourth one is the culmination of all. It's the worst one, is the fourth exile that we're in. It's the longest one that we're in, the one we're in. So therefore, all the exiles, we can say, emanate from Esav, even those from preceding him, like Egypt, Madai, Bavel, Paras. Nonetheless, they, they culminate in the final one, just like you have an, a rule in Judaism and Torah, Acharon, Acharon, Chaviv. The last one is always the best here also. In the case of evil, the last one is the worst also. So in this case, he's, from him are all the exiles, because Esav, being the forefather of Edom, and the Hashkafa, the perspective of Edom, so he is the root of all exile. Exile being a disconnection with Hashem, with the Divine Presence, with that feeling of godliness in your life, which is exile. How does he attack? If now Yaakov represents joy, so it goes to say the opposite, Esav, who was against, who was diametrically 180 degrees opposed to Yaakov Avinu. His main way to attack is through sadness, like we said earlier. That's how the evil attacks, evil also representing Esav, Edom, the Galut. The main way to get people in exile is to throw them into depression. A person can have a lot of money and comfortable living in somewhere in Miami or whatever. But if he's sad, he has nothing. He is in exile. What exile? Look, I have a nice parnasa, a nice family, a nice, a nice lifestyle. Yeah, but if you're not happy, you have nothing. There's no simcha in your life. It's absolute zero. Okay? That's the idea. The exile is called atzvut. Bivchinat, and this is hinted to this week's parasha, what it says in the blessing, blessings of Yitzchak to Esav, it says there in chapter 20, 27, verse 40, in the blessings that Yitzchak is giving Esav at the end of the, the parsha, Vaya kasher tarid ufarakta ulo v'chulo. And it will be. In other words, my blessing to you, Esav, is the following. 
and it because now I gave everything over to Yaakov. You are a servant to Yaakov. However, kasher tarid. If now kasher, but when tarid, this word tarid is very fine. What does it mean, tarid? Tarid, Rashi points out, is like another word. It means suffering. Suffering, which connotes, like Rashi Rav Nos is going to point out, it connotes uh, wailing and depression. You're, in other words, you're, you're bizarre, you're suffering over it. What suffering? If now the Jewish people, like the Targum says, they, they don't keep the Torah and the mitzvot, and you, Esav, are suffering, you say, what is this? If the Jewish people are following the Torah, then I can be a servant. But if now he's not serving Hashem properly, why should I suffer for nothing? Why should I be submitted to someone who's not serving Hashem properly? So he says, Vaya, Yitzhak is telling, telling Esav, Kasher Tarid, if now the Jewish people, the descendants of Yaakov fall off Torah observance, and then you have Tarid. Tarid is a, Rashi says is, is referring to Esav himself. You will have excuses, like our, our Kaplan translates it nicely. He says, and your your complaints accumulate. Okay, Tarid. He says like this, Rabbi Kaplan, his translation. Um, but you shall live. I thought you mean. But when your complaints mount up, Tarid. When they mount up, arid means to complain. You have complaints, and it's too much. Kasher tarid. Now there's there's too much of it. Ufarakta ulo. Then you can take off the yoke of being servitude to Yaakov, your brother, etc. So, but the word Rav Nosen is pointing out, tarid is suffering, which is sadness, sadness, and wailing. Due to what? A lack of simcha. When is there a lack of simcha? When Yaakov, the descendants of Yaakov, Israel, are not doing the Torah properly because the only reason why people wouldn't follow the Torah properly is because they're sad. Simcha pushes you to serve Hashem. Sadness pushes you away from serving Hashem. So now, so he's, he's pointing out, Rav Nosen is bringing, explaining the verse. Vayakasher tarid. If now there's room for sadness and depression, you yourself, Esav, are in pain, suffering, because your, your whole essence is anyway sadness, but now the pain is to the extent that you're, you're, you're complaining that why does he have the blessings, Yaakov? I, I'm suffering for nothing. My, I, I'm sadness, okay. But why should I suffer more because he's not fulfilling the Torah? Because there's sadness also in Yaakov. So, then you're allowed to remove the yoke off of him. So, Rav is pointing out that Esau's whole thing is sadness because he's only running after this world. There's no true contentment and delight and satisfaction from this world. So, he's always empty, empty, empty and always sad because of that. But so now, plus... If now, the, the, the blessing of Yitzhak is, if now also the Jewish people are not serving Hashem, and it gives you more suffering, because now they're not, they're not besimcha now, so it only adds to your strength, Esav, so now you can ufarakta ulona, you can remove the yoke of, of, of Yaakov upon you, and you can now fight against him. So like Rav Nosen says now, Tarid Daika Leshon Yelala Ve'atzvut, specifically the verse Yitzchak used the wording Tarid, which is the language of wailing, moaning, and depression. See Rashi there, Rashi uses the word Sa'ar, so it's similar, the idea there. As Ufarakta Ulo, if now there's sadness and depression, and it's strengthened because Yaakov is not serving Hashem properly, because because of their sadness also, so then you have strength, Esav, and you cannot remove ufaraktolo. You cannot remove their yoke upon you, etc. As as we just mentioned earlier. So with that said, now the next stage in this parsha, ve'ze bechinat ha'beracha ve'ha'bechora 
Shehishtadel Yaakov Likach Me'esav. This now is the idea of the blessing and the right of the firstborn that Yaakov tried very much to take away from Esav, like we saw in the beginning of this week's parsha. Okay? Habracha, what is the bracha? Like Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 24, bracha is only one thing. Bracha is the blessing of the intellect. That, the knowledge and awareness of Hashem, that is blessing. Okay, so he says here, Habracha zebechenat brikata sechel. Bracha, like it says in the Tikkun Izor, Baruch stands for Birchot Rosh Umekor Kol. The blessings of the mind, the brain, intellect, and that being the source of everything. Because like it says in Pirkei Avot, and in the Gemara Nadaim, Dat Kanita Ma Chasarta, Dat Chasarta Ma Kanita, if you've acquired wisdom, what are you lacking? And if you lack wisdom, what do you have? That wisdom is the key for everything else. So the main blessing that comes down from heaven is the blessing of intellect, which means a person, if you have doors opening for you, don't just ask for physical necessities and needs. Oh, Hashem, Parnasan, Refuah, and children, and this. You know, and Briut, health. Aim high. If the doors are open, aim high, because that will automatically give you the health that you need, and the wealth, and, and, and the children, etc. Aim high, which is Bikata Sechel. Okay, so he's saying the bracha that Yaakov wanted to take from Esav, which is what the end of the parasha, that Rivka pushed Yaakov to get the blessing from Yitzchak. What's the bracha? The bracha is that you should get the brikata sechem. Because that's the, that is the main bracha coming out of the parasha, of where the blessings of Yitzchak is to give the blessing of sechel, intellect, the knowledge and awareness of Hashem. That's the whole goal of all the physical blessings, the seemingly physical blessings of Yitzchak to Yaakov are really all for spiritual means, ex- mainly, exclusively, for the, for the awareness of Hashem. And how do you come to that? Like Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 24, through being besimcha, that's how you come to the bracha, the blessing of the intellect. So that's bracha. And he says, now, the blessing that Yaakov took, because if you remember, afterwards when Yitzchak found out that it was really Yaakov who dressed up, disguised himself as Esav in order to get the blessings. So when he found out that he tricked him, because afterwards Esav came with the food that he prepared, that he stole to prepare for his father Yitzchak. So when Yitzchak realized it was Yaakov all along, so what did he say? Because when he heard the Yaakov wailing, uh, so when he heard Esav wailing and crying, oh, you know, uh, like the verse says, this one, he was able to trick me, this trickster, Yaakov fooled me twice. And Yitzhak said, what do you mean twice? He said, he stole my firstborn, the first bir- the, the birthright, he, he, I sold it to him, he was able to cunningly take it away from me, it make me, to convince me to agree to, to give it away, which he did, and now he takes my blessings, the Bechorah and the Baracha. By, by the way, besides that they're the same letters, they're etym- etymologically similar, Bechorah and Beracha, the Resh and the Chaf, Chaf and Resh are interchanged, but he's, he's saying that, that the Bracha that he, that he got was due retroactively because he stole the Bechorah, not stole, that he took away, he bought from Esav, because he was not deserving to be a Bechor. You're not fit to be a Bechor if you don't want to be Besimcha. You Esav, you say, Hal na, give me to gulp down the, the lentils that you prepared for Yitzchak. The gulping down is someone who feels a lack and he just swallows up, swallows up because he feel, it feels empty. So he wants to fill himself up with physical lusts and desires, namely food, like in the case of Esav. Okay? Hal na, let me just swallow and swallow up. That's representing his sadness that he had. So Yaakov said, you're not fit to, 
he said to himself, this one is not fit to be a Bechor. The birthright should not come from him. So he said, I'll give, it to, I'll give you the food on condition you sell me the birthright. Okay? So the Bechorah, which is, the, the prerequisite for that is, is happiness. That's the Bracha. Look what Rav Nosson says. So Shehi Bechinata Bechorah. The joy, in other words, the blessing is the blessing of the intellect, which is a byproduct. It's a result of Simcha. And what is Simcha? Bechorah. The beginning of the parsha, this week's parsha. This is the idea of the bechorah, the birthright. And that's joy. Why is that joy? Why is bechorah joy? That this is the idea of the service of the sacrifices. Like we said earlier, if you remember, that a Kohen, in order to be, the Zohar says, for a Kohen to serve in the temple, you have to be happy. If a Kohen was sad, he was allowed to do the service in the Beit HaMikdash. He had to be happy. They weren't like nervous. No, 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 let's go already. Come on. They weren't like that. They were cool and calm and yet fast. Fast out of joy while making a mistake. Something very special, a special quality and characteristic of the Kohanim in the Beit HaMikdash. So that was the service of the Korbanot, which were from the firstborn, at least until the sin of the golden calf. That's why Yaakov wanted the Bechorah, because that represents Simcha, and that's the key from afterwards for receiving the Bracha from Yitzchak, the Bracha that he received. And like Rav Nosset points out again, because the service of the, of the sacrifices is a prerequisite for that is Simcha. So automatically, offering of sacrifices, which was done initially before the sin of the golden calf was done by the firstborn. Afterwards, it went to the Kohanim. Both signified joy. The the Bechorim, the the, the Bechor, the firstborns, in order to serve in the time of the Mishkan, in in the desert, until the golden calf, they had to be happy in the service that they were doing, or else they couldn't serve. Afterwards, the Kohanim also. But you see a Bechor, the firstborn, who has the right of the being the priests, because that's what Hashem says, that Kadesh, I took the firstborn from me, and I've given them the, 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 the mitzvah, the merit, the opportunity to offer the sacrifices, because that fits. The firstborn represents the joy, the initial beginning, like Yitzchak is the beginning, also a Bechor's beginning, both being happiness and laughter and joy, so that's what's required to service. So this is why Yaakov took both the Bechorah and the Bracha, the joy, and the blessing of intellect which comes about through the joy.